This is Orson Welles on the Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles. Presenting Orson Welles as the third man. The lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character originally created in the motion picture The Third Man with zither music by Anton Karras. Now, Italy, my children, as you probably know, is shaped like a boot. Beneath the boot is Sicily, and that's where I was when our story begins, very much as though the boot had kicked me there, which is very much what happened. I suppose that Sicily is really as nice as the travel posters say, but I didn't have much of a chance to check up on it during my stay. I was too busy running away. Of course, I got a glance at the snow-capped tip of Etna for a moment, and I saw the orange groves. I must have run through and dodged around most of the orange groves. Very lovely, of course. So, Sicily. But like the man said about California, it's a wonderful place if you're an orange. Now, Orson Welles, in today's story, Who is Company? Hello. Hello. Can I buy you a drink? No, why not? Bartender. Signore? What'll it be, Mr. Lynn? Uh, Negroni. What's that? Made with gin. It's an Italian specialty. Bartender, give us two of those specialties. Uh, Due Negroni, please. Signor Lime, subito. Sorry, old man, you seem to know my name, but what's yours? Porter at the hotel was telling me about you. Call me Gus. You seem bitter, old man. That's what I am, Harry. I can call you Harry, can't well, I? Please do. Does the porter being one of these fantasists mean that you aren't a crook? Well, your crook is a sort of an unpleasant word. So is fantasist. Well, since you ask me, Gus, I'm a gentleman adventurer. I didn't ask you. Give us a couple more of those specialties, bartender. Uh, where are you from, Gus? Indianapolis. You ever been in love? No, no, not particularly. What line of business are you in? I'm in love. But that's not a line of business. Did you ever hear of Schmidt's Luxury Markets? No. There's a Schmidt Luxury Market in your community. In every community. We have the biggest chain of super grocery stores in the States. And you are Mr. Schmidt? That's Adolf Schmidt. He's Mr. Schmidt. I'm Augustus Schmidt III. But I'm vice president in charge of wholesale groceries. Is that good? What do you mean, good? 
Here's looking at you. I mean, are you loaded with money? I ask merely for information. I can buy and sell her, old man. Well, who's her old man? Hickenlooper. I beg your pardon? Hickenlooper. Now, hold your breath, old man, and count to ten. Well, if you never heard of Schmidt's luxury markets, then I don't suppose you ever heard of Hickenlooper's super And I eat out. Uh, encore, per favore. What does that mean? Hey, you're not trying to get me drunk, oh, are you? Of course not. Well, I am. Uh, you mentioned a her, Gus. Forgive my curiosity, but is the her a Hickenlooper? Yeah, she's the Hickenlooper heiress. Mm, sort of Montague and Capulet story, I gather. What's a Capulet? Juliet's family. You know Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I know. I gather that the Schmitz and the Hickenloopers are feuding. Adolf Schmidt takes a dim view of the Hickenlooper empire, and that's what's keeping you apart. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh. The Schmitz and the Hickenloopers are all in favor of the merger. Would be the biggest thing in groceries. That is, all the Hickenloopers are in favor but one. You mean the heiress? That's right, Emily. She says the grocery business isn't romantic. And uh, how are you dealing with the situation, Gus, old man? Have you told your love or have you let concealment, like a worm i' the bud, feed on your damask cheek? What's that? Do you pine in thought and with a green and yellow melancholy sit like patience on a monument, smiling at grief? Yeah, I guess that about sums it up. You're a very educated type crook. I keep telling you, Gus, I am not a crook. Yeah, yeah. And I keep telling Emily I'm not a grocer. Bartender, two double specialties. Later that evening, in a semi-liquid condition, Augustus Schmidt III was consigned to his suite by myself, the bartender, and the night porter. I offered to undress the heir to the Schmidt millions and make him comfortable, but the porter didn't seem to want to leave me alone in the room. These people will persist in regarding me as a petty thief, and they're so wrong. I think in big terms. Well, I was going to have to. There was the pressing matter of the hotel bill, the management of the Diodora Palace, think in big terms also. I went out for a walk to brood over this question. It was a full moon, and a large cast of Sicilian stars were all doing their bit. The air was dizzy with the perfume of flowers on the terrace over the sea, just to make things perfect. It was a beautiful girl. Hello. Hello. Nice night? Ha. What's wrong? Look at that moon. Yeah? Smell those flowers. Okay. Here it is, one of the most gorgeous and beautiful moments that there ever was in the history of the world. And what have you got to say about it? It's a nice night. Well, it is. It is a nice night. You're just like all the other Americans. You're only interested in mundane matters like money and groceries. Why, you're Emily Hickenlooper. How did you know? Oh, I just guessed. You'll have to excuse me for being so rude, but I'm nervous and upset. Oh, no, no, you're just hasty. Well, what do you mean? Jumping at conclusions. For all you know, I might be Lord Byron. Oh, he's dead. I might be his ghost. Yes, I suppose you might be. No, but somehow I don't think you are. No? No. I don't think there are any more Byrons or ghosts of Byrons or anything. No? No. Okay, no. The whole world's so commercial nowadays, there isn't any more romance, not even in Sicily. Is that why you left Indianapolis? Were you looking for romance? I didn't leave Indianapolis. I left Minneapolis. That's right. Gus is from Indianapolis. Yes. He can go back there for all of me. You've made Gus a very unhappy man, Emily. Unhappy? Mm. He doesn't know the meaning of the word... There's no unhappiness in the grocery business. Just supposing there's a failure in the pea crop. Supposing the asparagus withers at the asparagus cans or the frozen food doesn't freeze or worse yet. Suppose you're a nice young grocer, a good-looking grocer at that, and your girl refuses to love you. Oh, I love him, I guess. Well, that isn't the point. What's your name? Araldo Limo. You mean you're a Sicilian? Got an American accent. I went to finishing school in New Jersey. You're joking. Only a little bit, but I do think it's a shame for a girl as pretty as you are to be as miserable as you are on a night as wonderful as this is. Do you think if I kissed you, you could learn to love Gus? Oh, now, don't get fresh. That's not fresh. It's romantic. Is it? Mm. It's all in the point of view. Emily Hickenlooper, I'm going to kiss you. 
Good night, Mr. Lemo. It was very nice meeting you, I'm well, you sure. You better I... let me walk back with you. Oh, well, no thanks, Mr. Lemo. I- I'd rather be alone. Call me Geraldo. All right. Good night, Geraldo. Uh, what does your mother think about your wandering around alone in the Sicilian countryside after midnight? Oh, my mother's in Minneapolis, and Daddy's playing canasta in the lounge. He thinks I'm in bed. Well, that's where you ought to be. Don't you know that this country is full of bandits and brigands? Oh, yes, Geraldo. I've heard about them. Where are they? All over the place. Oh, I've been reading about them in the papers, particularly yeah. this Barzini. Is that how you pronounce oh, it's it? Barzini, that's oh, right. Oh, I saw his picture on the cover of Life. He's cute. The police don't think he's so cute, neither do his victims. Oh, he kidnaps people, doesn't mm, he? Holds them for ransom. Oh. Emily, what's wrong? Gee, some people have all the luck. In spite of her protests, I walked Emily back to the hotel, and in spite of my protests, I didn't get another kiss. As I told you, the night was fine and the moon was full, so I went to my room, changed into a pair of heavy walking shoes, and then started hiking into the interior. After three hours and a half of tough climbing, I arrived at the secret mountain headquarters of the bandit Barzini. What's going on here? Hi, Barzini. Who is this, Harry Lyme? Who else? I heard Guido telling you I was asleep. He's a dog. He lies. Barzini never sleeps. Bad for the health, old man. What are you doing here? Partaking of your famous Sicilian hospitality. A bottle of wine, Guido. Tell the others to keep away. Now then, Lyme, what's your business? Aren't you taking an awfully sharp tone with me, Barzini, old man? The last time we talked, everything was on a very different level. The last time we talked, I was drunk. But what you say is true, my friend. My greeting has not been cordial. But then what can you expect? I'm a bundle of nerves. I think you would be with all the cops in southern Italy beating the bushes for you. It is not that I am a coward. He who calls Barzini a coward has told his last lie. You do not call Barzini a coward, Oh, no, 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 not at all, man. I was just sympathizing. I I could see why you'd be so nervous. Nervous is not the word. You will not believe this line, but I, Barzini, I'm on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And it's not the police, my friend. Oh, no. It's the women. Which women? Ah, line, that is what I want to know. Which women, indeed. I am the king of these mountains. I and my valiant crew. But of what does this crew consist? Does it consist of women? The answer is not. Still, you have your work. We are a hot-blooded race, we Sicilians. It is not a thing you Americans can understand. But without female society, we are not ourselves. We have our guitars and our wine, but... But what use are they except to make us sad? Give us the wine. Come, Lyme. Let us be sad together. I will play for you, and then we'll talk about girls. Who's your favorite movie actor? Oh, I don't know. I like Betty Grable. Also, I like Jeannie Tiara. Yes, very nice. Then, at another moment, it seems to me that Elizabeth Taylor is the best of all. Do you think if I sent her a letter, she would send me a photo? Oh, sure, sure, old man. Well, here's looking at you. Oh, but she would not sign it herself. I know. It would be one of those secretaries. Life is very sad, amigo. I will see. No, no, please don't bother. No, no, it is no bother at all. Well, it's, uh... Nella notte Mm. scura... Quando dormire non potei. You know something, Lime? I have a pair of binoculars. Well, that's nice. I took them from a rich pig of a Palermo candy merchant. They are very powerful, and occasionally when the visibility is good, I can stand on the crest of this mountain and see the girls bathing on the beach at Taormina. Uh, do you like these bikinis, Lime, or do you prefer the one-piece suit? Well, it all depends. Me, know. I like the bikinis. You're, you're very popular with the girls, Barzini, since your picture got in the papers. Of course I'm popular with the girls, but also I'm popular with the police. This is a dog's life, amico. I will sing to you. Quando nella yes. notte... <clears throat> yeah, excuse me for interrupting. Uh, you do not like my singing? Uh, you have a lovely tenor voice, old man, but I want to make you a proposition. Ah, the American business, business, there's nothing else you can think This has to do with a good. Ah, yes? Ah, yes, indeed. Yes? How do you stand on the matter of small, well-formed blondes with large blue eyes? Hmm? Oh, 
What does that mean? What do you think it means? You approve of such blonde. Stop torturing me, lying. What is this all about? I must warn you that she's an American. So is Betty Grable. Well, I hope to be acting as her representative. Uh, not Betty Grable, this other girl. She's uh-huh. the heiress of the Hickenlooper grocery fortune, which is another way of saying that she's rich beyond the dreams of avarice and wants to be kidnapped. She has told you this? No, but that's what I've gathered. Lead me to her. She lives at the Adora Hotel with her father, Mr. Hickenlooper, so I don't think that would be very practical. Besides, there's a cordon of police around the town. I laugh at the police. I will die happily fighting my way to her side. What is her name? I just told you, Hickenlooper. Now, there's the matter of the ransom. Wave the ransom. Money's no object. All right, then. You just play your guitar, old man. I'll arrange everything. But just to, just to keep the kidnapping on a professional basis, I'm going to have to hold out for my percentage. There you go again. Money, money, money. No, no, money. no. Don't be unreasonable, old man. After all, you, you've got the brigand business. The Hickenloopers have their groceries and... I've got to live, don't I? Well, see about that. I beg your pardon? Bring me this blonde and you will live, Senor Lime, to a nice old age. But do not disappoint me. Uh, yes, I see what you mean, old man. I see what you mean. Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. And now, Orson Welles, as the third man, continues with today's story, Two is Company. It was a long walk back to town, and the hot Sicilian sun was already in full charge of things when I got to the hotel. I was so tired that if the hall porter had pointed at me, I think I would have burst into tears. But I didn't give him a chance, there being that little question of the hotel bill. So I let myself in by the back and made my way to Gus's room. I thought I felt lousy, but not after I got a look at Gus. Birdie with a yellow bill, hopped up on my windowsill, cocked his shining head and said, ain't you shamed, you sleepy head? Please go away, I just want to die. Not till we talk a little business, Gus. Arise, arise, for morning in the bowl of night has flung the stone that puts the stars to flight. This is no time for poetry. Well, if you don't get up right away, I'll start singing again. All right, all right, I'll, I'll get up. Uh, want any help? No, no, no. Just sit down and stop rocking the room. I hate to break in on this, Gus, old man, but I've got a proposition. What would you say if Emily is kidnapped? Kidnapped, mm, Emily? That's right. Well, just bring me a cup of coffee. Kidnapped by a Sicilian brigand. Well, Sicilian brigand? Yeah. What is this? What's the big idea? Emily's always wanted you to be a hero, hasn't she? Well, this is your big chance, Gus, my lad. You want to be a hero, don't you? You're going to rescue Emily from the bandit's lair. You're kidding. No, I'm not. You mean she really is kidnapped? That's what she thinks, and that's what old man Hickenlooper is going to think when he gets the ransom note, but you and I know better, hmm? Yeah? The ransom note is supposed to come from Barzini. You know who he is, don't you? You mean that yes, bandit? Yes, the bandit. We've got our own private bandit. I've hired an Italian actor to 
play the part. You mean it's a fake? The idea is for you to go to a rescue with a blank cartridge pistol. Our actors put up a convincing fight, but you overwhelm them very bravely, just like Errol Flynn. Our trained bandits take their dives, and away you go into the sunset with Emily. Wait, what do you get out of it? Just the fun of bringing two young people together, old man. Plus my percentage. After I got Gus fully dressed, I gave him a toy pistol and a fountain pen. The fountain pen was to write me a check with, and the gun was to keep him company where he was going. I waited for him to get out of sight and for the check to dry. Then I knocked on Emily's door. Who is it? Geraldo Limo. But, Signorina, I insist. Oh, go away or I'll call the house detectives. In Sicily, there aren't any house detectives. Well, then I'll start screaming. Save that for later, Emily. Please open up. This is a matter of life and death. You're just saying that. No, it's true. It's about Gus, Emily. He's in deadly peril. What kind of peril? Deadly. I mean, what's happened to him? He's been kidnapped. Please let me in, Emily. I can't stand here in the hall shouting about it. Everybody will hear. Well, stop shouting and wait a minute while I get dressed. Just put on a kimono, honey. There's no time to spare. Oh. Oh, Geraldo, is it true? Yes, yes, it seems he got drunk last night. He told me he was going well, to. Well, he made it. Can I come in? I suppose so. Thank you, Sarah. Geraldo, do you have to lock the door? Emily, you just don't understand about this country. You've heard of the mafia, haven't you? Yes. Well, their spies are well, everywhere. Have you gone to the police? No use. The police are in on it, too. I'm the only man you can trust. Take this. What is it? It's a fountain pen. What will that do? Well, you can't write a check without it. How much are they asking? How much is he worth? Oh, Geraldo, anything. Well, shall we say 10000 All right. Wait a minute till I get my checkbook. Let's say 15000 well, Here it is. What did you say, Geraldo? I said 20000 It's a nice round sum. Well, yes, but, but just now... But we don't want Bazzini to get angry, Emily, and you know what he does when he's angry. No, what does he do? It's not for woman's ears. Uh, but speaking of ears, Emily, you wouldn't like to get one of Gus's. Would you? Gus's Bazzini has a way of cutting mean? off an ear at the dotted line and sending it along to the folks at home. That's when he thinks the ransom money isn't enough. What do you want, Emily? Gus or Gus's ear? I want Gus. Well, then make it 25000 payable to Harry Lyme. Harry Lyme? Who's he, Geraldo? Oh, just a man I know, a sort of a go-between. But can we trust him? Harry Lyme is the best friend I have in this world. How much farther do we have to go, this is Geraldo? It. This is the end of the line, Emily, as far as this jeep's concerned. From here on up, you've got to walk. Loan me a pocket mirror, will you? What for? I'm going to send a signal. Oh, I know. By flashing it in yeah. the sun. Here you are. Thanks. Geraldo. Geraldo. Oh, uh, excuse me. Oh, look. Look. They're answering. Where? Uh, up there on the mountain peak. Well, now what happened? Uh, uh-huh. Well, one of us has got to go up there and talk to Bartini. Of course, it had better be me. I couldn't send a woman into a situation like that. No, I, I don't suppose say one so. of us goes up there and the other drives the jeep back to town. Why? That's part of the arrangement. Of course, that road is awfully tricky. Yes, it is. In some places, the drop is over 2,000 feet. What's that? Oh, it's uh, just a guitar. Just a guitar. Who's playing? Bazzini. He's a strange fellow, you know, very romantic. Looks like his pictures, too. Well, you better get going now. Geraldo. Yes, Emily. I don't know how to drive a Jeep. Not very well. That's okay. I can teach a little bit. Well, you know what I think, Geraldo? I think on the whole, it might be better if you drove the Jeep. And leave you alone with Bazzini? Emily, you don't know what these Sicilians are like, particularly Bartini. You go back into town, Geraldo. I think I can handle it. I drove the jeep back by the other road, the easy way, and paid a call on Mr. Hickenlooper. I found him in the ocean trying to spear fish, and when I told him that his daughter was kidnapped, he almost skewered me. 
Mr. Hickenlooper was the small, fat, excitable type, and it wasn't until I got the fish spear out of his hands that I managed to get the conversation on a civilized plane. Kidnapped my daughter in the hands of the bandits? I knew it. We should have stayed in Minneapolis. What do we do now? Well, first you better take off those goggles and get dressed. And then what? Then what? Then we talk to Barzini. Who's he? Barzini, the bandit. We've been all over this before, Mr. Hickenlooper. He's the one who's holding your daughter for ransom. Just lead me to him. That's all I ask. Just lead me to him. And then we'll see who's holding who and who pays. On the other side of Catania, and some 80 kilometers inland, there's a Greek temple. It's nothing very remarkable, as Greek temples go. It's a long way from anything else. It's up on a hill, so you can't miss it. So that's why I picked it for a rendezvous. Above all, it was about as distant as I could get from Signor Barzini. So that made it practically ideal. That's where I'd sent Gus before. And when Mr. Hickenlooper and I arrived in my Jeep, the vice president of wholesale groceries for Schmidt's Luxury Markets, had worked himself up into quite a nasty frame of mind. I didn't blame him. After all, he'd been there most of the day with nothing to keep him company but the worst hangover of the century. Where is she? That's what I want to know. I brought you some beer, Gus. Give it to me. Then tell me where she is. Now, this is the bandit's lair, Augustus. This temple is where they hang out. No, they don't. I mean, no, it isn't. Give me that beer. Don't you want to open it first? I'll open it with my you teeth. scratch your porcelain. You mean there aren't any bandits? Not around here. Oh, there will be. Don't you fret. After all, we've got plenty of sandwiches and beer. We're just going to have to make ourselves comfortable and wait. Since we're about it, I noticed that I, I just happened to have some playing cards in my pocket. Would you gentlemen care to join me in a slight game of canasta? It was a long wait. That's what I wanted. That's why I brought the provisions and the sleeping bags. It was my plan to run up the ransom money, and that needed time. Meanwhile, a nice steady profit was coming in from the canasta. That's 1500 more I owe you, Lyon. Yeah, tough luck, old man. Yeah, well, sorry I can't give you another check. Why not? I've run out of checks. Well, if I don't hear something from that bandit by morning, I'm going to do something. Go, old man, be reasonable. What can we do but wait? Look, a red three. Uh, this can't go on forever, Harry. Not if you've run out of checks. I mean, suppose he's killed her. Well, don't worry. They never do that. Well, what do they do? Harry, why don't you answer? Well, fellas, I, I just don't know what to say. Remember, these bandits are savages. They stop at nothing about well, look, I got another canasta. Now, I'll tell you what. I'll go into Catania and try to make some connections with the mafia. Maybe maybe if we send a little more money... But I tell uh, you, I haven't any more checks. What, you any... have got some more money, old man. Lots of it. Now I think of it, it just happens I have some blank checks here in my pocket. Huh. Make out another for 10000 I'll see what I can do. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Give me that fountain pen. Uh... Uh, 10,000, you say? Uh, plus 1,500 for the last canasta. Hey! hey! What's wrong, Augustus? There's a man over there. Where? In the shadows. Where? Here. Here I am, Senor Lyme. Look out, he's got a gun. Well, so have I. Stick him up, you. No, 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 you don't, Gus. Not with that you pistol. You have the drone, Mr. Not senor. with that pistol, Gus. Besides, I do not choose to try to shoot it out with you. That is not Barzini's way. Barzini? Then yeah, you're the bandit. That's right, Gus. He's the bandit. I'll put that gun away like a good You're boy. darn right I'll put it away. I'll throw it away. No, Gus. You don't look much like a bandit to me, mister. Let's see how you like this. <laughs> Emily! Gus, what have you done to him? He socked him in the kisser. That's what he done to him. Good work, my boy. Oh, it was nothing, really. Alfredo, Alfredo. Speak to uh, me, Alfredo. You hear that? 
She calls him Alfredo. Of course I do. That's his name. Well, it's a very silly name. That's all I can say. What about Hickenlooper? A silly name for a silly bandit. A silly bandit? That's what I said, a silly bandit. Oh, I know, but there's no reason to hurt him. He had a gun, Emily. Oh, well, how could he be a bandit without a gun? You don't think he'd shoot anybody with it, do you? But he was holding you to ransom. Nonsense. He just wanted somebody to play his guitar to. Oh, Alfredo. Si. Speak to me, Alfredo. No, thank you. It hurts to speak. I think I will just lie here for a while. Emily, I put it up to you squarely here and now, Emily. You're going to have to choose between us. What do you mean, choose? It's that man or me, Emily. Now you're being silly. Emily, I think Gus has a right to know your intentions. Intentions? I intend to get married. That's my intention, and as soon as possible. But who to? Here, Alfredo, just let me put this under your head, and then you'll be more comfy. Oh, Gus, you are an idiot, aren't you? But at least you don't smell of garlic, and besides, I've always loved you. Gee, Emily. Gus. Well, all I want to know is, uh, hey, Lime, where's he gone to? Harry. Oh, Harry. He seems to be running away. He'd better not slow up. Lucky the banks are closed. Come on, we've got to get into town and stop payment on some checks. Emily. Now, you just lie there, Alfredo. You'll be all right in a while. I just wanted to ask you something, Emily. Yes, Alfredo? When you get back to America, Emily, will you ask Betty Grable to send me a picture? <laughs> Harry Lyme returns in just a moment. for that little flutter in banditry and romance in sunny Sicily. I had nice fat checks from Gus, Emily, and Mr. Hickenlooper. But a check isn't much use unless you can talk a bank into giving you money. I couldn't stop to talk. Should have taught me a lesson at that. In a love affair, I mean a real romance. Two is company, and the third man is a crowd. (laughs) 